Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far podcast, where we explore perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 to 1,000 miles away. I'm Mike, the far in this equation. And I'm John, the near. Today, we're going to talk about John's recent visit for the Give Kids the World Media event. This happened this past week, and John and his family were there and just experienced the whole event. It uh, The houses, for the most part, are complete and it was a little bit of a different experience than the last time john was there so we're just gonna dive into that then and and john's gonna give us the full perspective on on that event and in addition to that then we're gonna talk a little bit about what magic kingdom is like this year with the holiday overlay and uh you know it was what this past week that you went to magic kingdom or was it last week john and it was last weekend, and I'll be going again tomorrow. Okay. All right. Well, so let's jump right into the Give Kids the World event, because really, I believe that's the most important thing we're going to talk about today. So go ahead, John. What, what did you think? Um, I, once again, it was great. And uh, I listened to our last podcast, and I, I feel like we were, uh, at least I was mixing it up a little bit with the Make-A-Wish people. And uh, while they were related at first, they are definitely different organizations now. I believe uh, Give Kids the World Village started out when a lot of the wishes happened to be they want to go to Central Florida and visit the theme parks. And, uh, you know, that's it's kind of where the Give Kids the World Village started from. But that, I don't believe they're directly related in any way. But anyway, uh, this past Tuesday, we had there was a media event, and unlike the first time I went, all of the uh, villas are decorated now, and it looks like there's a total of 47 villas there that are all individually decorated from, uh, from businesses all around Central Florida and the world. I mean... Uh, uh, Home Depot is one of them. They're, they're they're all over the place. WWE it was there. Um, Chick Fil A. I mean, everybody has that, and that 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 was a really cool house. So there's literally 47 villas all decorated, and they each had their own theme. And when I was previously there, many of these were not complete because you know three and a half million lights takes a while to put up. Plus not even just lights, the companies who sponsored these uh, villas custom decorated them, you know, like SeaWorlds, they have custom signs, they have a giant whale tail in the middle of the yard. Um, one of the most unique ones was Ripley's Believe It or Not. Um, they sponsored one and they had two-headed ginger men, a replica of the world's tallest man standing next to the world's smallest man, the longest motorcycle was in the front yard so i mean you have all this stuff and it's completely decorated with lights so without the added things it's still extremely unique but it just made it all the more interesting and i i was there for over two hours and i still did not see everything like i'm looking down my list and i'm seeing you know pepsi had one and i'm like i don't remember seeing pepsi <laughs> and huh. i walked through it at least twice like that's how that's how large it is and how uh, how much detail is there. 
that you could literally spend hours there and multiple trips too because i did this is my second time there so i'm up to over four hours and i still haven't seen everything so it's 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 just amazing and you know i did confirm while i was there it was disney that donated the three and a half million lights and you know i'm fairly certain they were from the osborne lights so the bad news is i don't think they're coming back in any capacity which you know makes makes me sad because that was my favorite thing at, that disney did at christmas so but so anyway, um, one of the unique things we got to do, well, I, I guess let's start from the beginning. Uh, Jody Benson was there, the, the voice of the Little Mermaid, and she kind of, uh, I guess what they would call hosted it. Um, she came out and talked about it, and then she actually sang uh, Part of Your World, and um, then she sang Jingle Bells along with everybody, and that was a very special experience, too. I mean, who would ever think that you would be somewhere and, you know, ser- serenaded by the voice of the Little Mermaid? And it was a real treat for my wife because it's her absolute favorite uh, Disney princess or character, whatever you want to call it. So, you know, she was very excited. And at first they did say that they would allow interviews with her and I didn't see any. So I think there were just too many people and I'm sure every single person there would have loved to have interviewed her. And uh, in this day and age and with the coronavirus and all, I just can't imagine that she would, you know, yeah. she'd want to meet hundreds of people. And so I don't, I'm, I don't blame her, but it was still really cool to see her there. And on a side note, I actually did meet her once um, in front of uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway before it opened. And I'm not a real, I'm not a big fan of uh, celebrities. Like I don't, I probably wouldn't recognize almost anybody if I ran right into them. And same was true with her, but somebody else was there. And I remember they jumped up and down and screamed and asked if they could get a picture. And I actually took the picture for the pe- for the people who did recognize her. And again, so uh, she does come to Central Florida a lot. And mm. she is a fan of the theme parks. And if you know what she looks like enough to spot her in the crowds, you might actually see her sometime. That's that's really interesting. And so it was just kind of an off-the-cuff thing. You, you saw her there. And- yeah, I was taking pictures of the runaway railway uh facade before it opened i was just out there taking pictures of the new signs and the front and the progress and i guess she came by to look at it too and you know she had a uh, plaid suit with her so there was just two people in a plaid suit by her which is the you know the vip tour the whatever the they always send somebody there and she probably was out there to see that because maybe she wanted to see the new building as well so i don't know but again i didn't even talk to her i just smiled said hi and took the picture for somebody else because you know i wish if my wife would have been there she would have jumped up and down and tried to sing with her it would have been a completely (laughs) different experience yeah Yeah. unfortunately i was there by myself so (laughs) i i i I was hoping this may have been that that opportunity because i told my wife she's like all i want is to sing with her once and i'm like well i don't think she'll do that but 
Although I said perhaps you can sing a line of the uh, Part of Your World song, one of the ones with the questions, you know, like the what do you call them, and then look at her. She may just pop out with the an- answer, you know, like the, uh, you know, they ask a question and then it's like, what do you call them? Feet, you know, like <laughs> I said, you, you, you may be able to make her uh, just come out with it by doing that. <laughs> that would be fun. But yeah, that'd be the final question. Sing her part of the song and have her answer. That would be great. But That's anyway, it didn't happen. And there probably was a few people that got to interview her. But, you know, I definitely, definitely, I think most of us could not because it's, uh, like I said, it, I'm sure everybody there wanted to. So anyway, so Judy Benson or Jody Benson, so I don't even, I'm, I don't even get her name straight. That's a terrible I am. But so she was there and that that was a really great treat and fun to see. And if you're wondering, she won't be there normally. This was just a one time thing uh, for for the for the media event. So and I and I'm not 100 percent sure if this is open other times, too. But the 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 coolest thing to me was they let us go into the star castle and the star castle is it looks like a you know a little miniature castle like child's place set or something but it's it's not miniature but it's big but it's not castle big it's probably like three or four stories high anyway i go into the star castle and they take you in and they explain what everything is in there and there is I don't I don't remember the exact number, but approximately 170,000 stars in there. And they're all over the ceiling and they're all over the main tower. When you look up, it's just it doesn't even look real. There's just stars all the way going up the tower. And each one of those stars represents a child who visited there. I guess every child who visits gets to fill out their star and then they give it to the star fairy and then the star fairy comes at night and puts it up and just such a cool thing and um it, just to see them all there like you can see 170,000 kids got to go there you know as part of their uh, you know as 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 part of what they uh, I, I don't I don't know what you want to call it it's not their wish but just as part of uh, Give Kids the World, they offer, uh, you know, week-long stays to the family of critically ill children. So 170,000 kids got to go there and spend time. And and I guess it's special, too, because I guess they said a lot of times uh, people come back to see the stars, too. So just a very emotional place, you know, like you could just feel how special it was. And I went in there two or three times. Like I just kept wandering back in. Like it just such a such a cool thing. Yeah, really. That must have had a big impact on you when you you know to come back in to keep going back in there. I mean, that's that's really something. And yeah, and I was gonna say, based on the map, I don't think that's something that everybody can do. Like it doesn't appear to be one of the uh, one of the options here. So. Anyway, I was very lucky to be able to do that. Then it's the case. And if you ever, uh, if you live in the area or you ever want to have a special kind of vacation, you can volunteer at Give Kids the World, and I'm sure you can get a tour as you're volunteering too. So ju- just a thought. If it's something you'd really want to see, there there are ways to see it, and uh, 
like I said, uh, volunteering would probably be a, a life-changing thing on top of it. So I'd but highly recommend it. For this event, pretty much anybody can go, though, right? I mean, it's uh, you you got to get tickets, right? It's a ticketed event, and it's limited capacity, I believe, right? Oh, yeah, and yeah, this is a ticketed event, uh, limited capacity. There's different tiers of pricing. Um, I forgot we talked about that previously. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, yeah, you have to get your uh, buy your tickets ahead ahead of time because they're limiting. Uh, like my daughter and her friends just went last night, and they bought the time between seven and nine p.m. And I believe their tickets were twenty five dollars for the ticket. They do that so that's not overly crowded anywhere. So, and they have a small parking lot too. So it'd be it's it's not going to be a really crowded event. So you get to have a nice stroll through so you said that they're not connected at all to make a wish right so if if you're on a make a wish visit or something do they actually go to give kids the world or is give kids the world completely separate and just a completely separate experience no i don't think it's completely separate i like i said i'm pretty sure it started out when so many kids so many kids wish was to go to Central Florida and visit the theme parks. So I'm pretty sure that they work together. Like they're not, you know, they're, I don't think charities like that would would be competing or anything. No, that's, that's what I, that's what I wanted to emphasize. They're not really competing or anything. It's just that they're not uh, brother and sister organizations. They, they just work together every once in a while. Right. Yeah. And I, like I said, I'm pretty sure that this started because one of the guys that, one of the guys that Disney would go to or make a wish would go to when they, when people wanted to go to central Florida was the guy who eventually started the village. Cause they would contact him because he would volunteer his hotel to keep, let the family stay for free. And, you know, uh, eventually it turned into this. So, mm. but again, it's not, it's not connected, but I am sure that, if uh, the Make-A-Wish Foundation wanted to send somebody to Central Florida, they could not do better than sending them to the Give Kids the World Village. So, um, Do you have any information as to where to find them online or how to how to get tickets to this event? I know we covered it before, and I will put it in the show notes as well, uh, like I did before. But uh, Well, you can find them on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, all at GKTW Village. That's GKTW, Give Kids the World, Village, B-I-L-L-A-G-E. And they also have a website. It's GKTW.org. Okay. So GiveKidsTheWorld.org, but just the abbreviation, GKTW. Okay, very good. Very good. I, I will, like I said, I will include that in the show notes. And I, I did the last time we talked about them. So. Well, I can honestly say that I learned a lot about the organization myself since a lot more than last time. And like I said, talking to the volunteers, getting a tour of these buildings, seeing what actually happened. I, I really, not that I had a, an opinion to change, but my opinion or my 
thoughts on the whole thing. It literally makes you want to support them. You want to volunteer. You want to do anything you can to help because I don't think I've ever seen such a positive place for to you know to that and 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 what they do and the way the village is designed and even just the names of things like all the stuff is named after kids there that that wanted to do things you know like like all the golf course i think it's like mark's golf course and they all just have the 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 kids name everything and so many of the ideas came from the kids too I don't know. There's just something really magical about that. You're there and it's not a corporation that came up with all this stuff. It's literally from the minds of kids and for kids. And, you know, there's no IPs or anything. It's just, well, there are some IPs, but not, not much. Like I said, it's mainly just a, uh, like I said, it's just such a magical place that, and even without the lights, it is, just a really great place to 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 see and like i said to volunteering there is something that uh, i'm going to definitely encourage my my daughter to do and my wife and i are very interested too well that's great that's great and and that is that let's emphasize the fact that you can go there and volunteer i mean it's uh there's a lot of people that do that as a component of their vacation once they find out that uh, this place even exists and uh, I, I think it's great i mean this is going to bring uh give kids the world into more of the social consciousness than what you know was even there before oh yeah uh, and and a lot of the families come back too like the families who stay there at, you know for free for a week they will come back and volunteer in the future and you know the the the, the kids that go there are, are critically ill. And the good the good news about that is a lot of them make it, you know, like so they will come back in the future when they get over whatever bad thing that they went through. And again, they go there to help other people, you know, and it's like a it's like a lifetime thing. Like it's just such a. Mm good way to pay back and i guess that happens so often that the families come back to volunteer after you know they've experienced how how great it was and how how great it was for their kid at the time too because mm-hmm. like i said when you're going through something bad like that to have a week where everything's just fun free about the kids there's nothing you know there's 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 not the normal stress of life when you're going through stuff like that yeah it's it's great that they've been able to pull that together this year and just have a really awesome synergy between their corporate partners and themselves to well, you know to yeah, do Yeah, I guess this. I should get back to the night of a million lights. The the reason that they're doing it, I guess they said they have a a backup of about 6000 wishes that they have not that are delayed. So when this covid thing is over enough to start bringing kids back they are going to be busier than they ever have been and so you know they were trying to think of a way to turn a bad thing into something good and you know they thought you know they have a a village here and you know they and normally you can't have visitors through like that because you know the kids the kids and their families stay there and that would not be magical to say, oh, here's, yeah. here's guests coming through to look at you by the pile. So in this case, it was just a, 
they turned a negative situation into a positive um, by talking to Disney, getting the lights donated, and creating a one-of-a-kind uh, lighting show to walk through. And like I said, the 47 sponsors, too. I mean, I, like I said, that's they just did a, a such a good job of it. And if you ever like the Osborne family lights, this gives you that same feel, like the same the same weird Christmas in Florida feel where it just doesn't even look real. Cause there's so many lights. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So, uh, is that it for give kids a world village? You have anything well, else? No, I guess I should go through it. I'm sorry. I, I, I get carried away with the, uh, you know, give kids the world itself and, uh, what a great organization it is, but there are other things there. Uh, planet Hollywood, uh, sponsored, uh, the, the main town halls, which means they donated a bunch of props from movies to show during the event. Like, I think there's uh, props from Home Alone and things like that. Like, you, huh, go, you, you could go in there and see movie props from Planet Hollywood. And they have a food and beverage area. And ice cream and hot cocoa are free or included with the price. And then you can purchase hot dogs, pizza, chips, soda. So you could actually purchase real food if you want to. And they limit the food and beverages to just the area around the the main pool. So that's something to know. So if you go there, you can get... I tried the pizza. It was very good. And uh, I didn't try the ice cream and hot chocolate. Was it better than... Was it better than Disney pizza by any chance? It was similar, but a little better, I think. Was it? Okay. I'm pretty sure it's one of those fast-made pizzas, though, because they were popping out those pizzas like crazy. So my guess would be it's going to be like, uh, you know, Pizza Rizzo, where they have the automatic pizza-making machine in the back that swirls around and pops (laughs) it Yeah. That's my guess. But it was good, though. Like, I I really, I, I thought. And Santa Claus is there. That's a nice thing. Um, There are uh, Christmas trees that Disney donated to them, too, that were from the Christmas tree trail. Because I guess while they have that this year, there's not as many trees. So the ones they didn't need this year, they sent them over there. And, uh, oh, the rides are open, too. So, like, you can ride the carousel. And there's a bunch of... um, you know, there's no thrill rides or anything. They're just light rides, but they're all wheelchair accessible, which is mm. nice too. Like, so the the rides are open, and it wasn't open when I was there, but I heard from other people that the uh, miniature golf course will be open too. Mm. Although I don't see how it can be because it's basically a walkway to see the lights that were sponsored by Universal. So I don't know, but I did hear. It will be open. So I I didn't ask my daughter that one, so I'm not 100% sure. So anyway, it's approximately $25 a person, 15 for kids. They consider, I think anyone under like, under 17 and under, they consider a child. So it's not the Disney one where it's like if you're over nine, you're an adult now. So, you know, the pricing is reasonable. And just remember, you're helping to, uh, you're, you're helping families stay cost-free for a week at give kids the world when you go there so it helps a spectacular cause and i am not a big charity person like i honestly 
the only charities I ever really cared for much are uh, animal-based ones. But for me, this one is, you know, like I said, they just blew me away the more I learned about them. So the kids even go right up there over the animals, I think. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have a soft spot for kids and animals. I can't help. So so anyway, it it was really, really a... uh, great time and i highly recommend going if you're in the area or if you're staying in disney during the any any time between november 13th and january 3rd i would recommend grabbing an uber and heading down and checking it out it's you won't be disappointed i can tell you that i've been twice and i still miss stuff so i i i'm i'm gonna have to go again yeah, so that's you're actually considering. Uh, you said your daughter went last night, right? Yep. Yeah, and and you're actually considering going yourself again. So yeah, that's uh, what I mean. I don't. I'm. I highly appreciate being invited. You know, to to help uh, to help spread the word via social media about the event. But I still feel like just seeing it for free is. Uh, I don't know. I I, I, I like the idea of doing my part to support it, too. I want to, like, when I was there, I bought merchandise. And like I said, my daughter just went last night and bought lots of extra stuff and brought all her friends with her. And I, uh, you know, I I definitely want to go again and support the cause. So I'm, I, I, and this will be my third time. So mm. I have gone for free twice. So I feel like it's the least I could do pay for it at least once because it's good i i mean that's important though i think it's important to emphasize the fact that you went there as a a media invite and that place had that kind of impact on you and that's important because i think a lot of people should pay attention to that that if you go there there's no way you're not going to be impacted on that place and and the mission that they that that they have and uh so that's that's great, John. Uh, I appreciate you uh, sharing that. And uh, sounds like um, you don't regret going to that thing at all. Oh, and just uh, one more time, it's www.gktw.org. And if you add a slash lights, it takes you right to the lights page. But if you just go to gktw.org, the lights will be I'm sure bannered right at the top of the screen. Yeah, so. it, it it pops up like they give you a pop up as soon as you go to the to the page and that'll help you get to where you need to go. So all right, uh, John. Oh, one last ahead. thing. Um just so everybody knows, it's it's only about ten to fifteen minute drive from Walt Disney World property. It's not far, you know. And the only reason it even takes that long is there's some stoplights. So it, yeah. mileage wise, it's it's probably like five ten miles away from Disney. So it's not far. So just to give it every, every everybody an idea of the location, it's located in Kissimmee, a little ways off of 192, and uh, it's not a bad drive from anywhere in the walt disney world area yeah that's good to know uh all right so let's move on to uh walt uh the walt disney world uh holiday event more like i guess it's, you can't really call it a, an event right i mean it's just like an overlay so yeah. like at, at magic kingdom 
you you've been there uh, just recently and kind of got a chance to look at what they're doing. And it, if I'm not mistaken, it's kind of similar to what they did for Halloween, right? It was just like an overlay with some cavalcades and things like that, right? So, yeah, that's I was I was gonna say it's there are a lot of nice pieces to it, and uh, you know when you go in, you have the main street is decorated again. Um, it's got the the uh, Mickey head wreaths and things like that up and down on the flag on the on the posts going down the main street and um, they did not add the uh, the lights I forget what they call them but the uh, the lights all over Cinderella Castle this year yeah so that's not there they did add uh, cavalcades you know including Santa Claus Mickey Mouse they all the a lot of the pieces, the reindeer uh, are out, and uh, I just my opinion, but like especially like with the reindeer, I've seen them and I've seen them online. I've seen them in person. They just look really weird out there in the daytime. <laughs> I don't know why. I see these weirdly shaped reindeer. Like they looked much better in the dark with some snow coming down over them and the special lighting and everything. In the middle of the day, I'm like. That is the weirdest looking reindeer I've ever seen. Just <laughs> a good shape thing, uh, but but anyway, oh, I I'd say overall, I would not if 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 you don't go to Disney very often, I w- I don't think I would go to Disney for the Christmas celebration. If you happen to be there, it's nice, and you know I'm grateful they're doing anything like that because they could easily just say, you know, we're not going to do any Christmas anything this year. But so it is nice, and you know they play Christmas music, a uh, little bit of decorations. The cavalcades are mostly Christmas themed now. Um, at nighttime, it's nice to see Christmas lights around. You know, like they have Christmas lights on the wreaths. Which mm-hmm. compared to Give Kids the World, it's kind of it's like when the Osborne lights were there. You compare everything to that, and it's like, uh, it's kind of sad. It's not, yeah, <laughs> not the same thing. So, I, I guess we did kind of go from like you know Osborne lights light with the Give Kids the World conversation to what they're doing at the Magic Kingdom right now. Hey, that's a that's a good point. Uh, if you're gonna be at Disney, you know, uh, anytime between now and uh, January third. I I recommend going to see the Osborne lights to get your Christmas fill because that'll give you the Christmas spirit even more too. So, yeah. and again, I appreciate what Walt Disney World is doing and that they've done anything. Like it's 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 great to get as a local. It's great to see a little bit of Halloween, a little bit of Christmas. But for me, the Christmas there was really the uh, the. Uh, the I, i'm not even sure what they call it mickey's very merry christmas yeah, that's or is. something like yeah. they, they they're always very long names but yeah that that parade to me was very magical and i have many videos and cuts of it just going by where you're on main street and it's snowing and and honestly too and i know this sounds weird the crowds made it more special too i know everybody hates crowds and everything else but there's some kind of uh weird connection you get when you're in just thousands of people all around you and you're all watching the same thing and you're all enjoying it like there's just that's probably why like uh you know people go to to 
to uh, football or baseball games in person. It isn't because they can't see it as right. good. There's something about the camaraderie of yeah. people. Atmosphere. And, it's an atmosphere. Yeah, your, your fellow people there that also love Disney. It's a weird connection. And I, I, I always said that's one of my favorite parts about Disney because I'm very much an introvert. So the only real connection I get would be like I would go to the parks and, you know, I would be standing with a group of other people of all races and nationalities and we're all enjoying the same thing and i'd really feel a connection there that i'm not capable of getting on my own because i'm more of a (laughs) introvert that would just not say anything and walk away so but anyway without that i just it's for 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 me it's nice but it's not well the same right and and honestly, the castle, they they do projections on it. And when I first saw it, I was like, wow, that's great. And then um, I took some pictures and video and like 10 minutes went by and it's just there. And I'm, I just kind of started walking. Away. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I guess it changes like every 15 minutes or so. And there's four di- different ones, but it doesn't do anything. It just changes. Like it, it does a little thing when it changes and then it just sits there and I'm like, I really is missing after all the awesome projection shows and fireworks and uh, uh, happily ever after. And so I'm like, I I just kind of sat there and I'm taking video and I'm like, I guess I should turn off the video because nothing, <laughs> nothing <laughs> happens. I'm like, and so I don't know. To me, that felt kind of like a dud. The pictures are beautiful. Yeah. You know, when you take a picture with those lighting, that lighting, it's really nice. And like I said, if you come to Disney all the time, you can still come down and enjoy Christmas. But if you're one of those every three year people or five or only coming down once and you really want to see Disney at Christmas, I would not do it yet. You know? Yeah, it's not it, it's not going to give you the even remotely close to what Mickey's uh, very Merry Christmas uh, event gives you, right? I mean, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. And, and like I said, I learned a lot during this this pandemic because, like I said, what I thought was a bad thing with crowds turns out that was part of what made everything special. If if you can walk in a park and it's empty and you can just walk on to stuff, it's nice to go on the rides, but then you're just kind of like, all right, I did everything and I guess it's time to go home. It's not, it's just not the same. And I think, I think the struggle of getting on a ride, you don't appreciate it as much if the crowds aren't there. It's like, I, I it's, yeah. like I That's- said, for, for me, it's lacking connection. Oh, the other thing too, that makes it lack connection. If, if we even have any uh, subscribers left, I, <laughs> I, I feel like, being threatened over the intercom system every like 40 seconds pulls me out of the Christmas yeah. spirit too. What I hear on the announcement that I'm going to be asked to leave if I don't follow this rule or that rule. And I am following the rules. I, 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 I am, but I'm just saying the constant threats of being asked to leave. Uh, I, I, I don't feel like Christmas. <laughs> like I'm not like Merry Christmas. Yeah. If you don't do this properly, we're gonna ask you to leave. It's like, oh, it's that's an it's a really interesting point, John. Because uh, just like a little bit of a emphasis on that, when I was down there at the beginning of September, and you know what is really really super important in uh, the the new attractions that Disney puts out, it's immersion and. When you have an announcement and you're in the ride queue and you 
like struggled and and like sweat and all this stuff and got all nervous because oh am i gonna get rise of the resistance you know and you you schedule rise of the resistance and you go there and you're in the ride queue and you're dazzled by all these things that the imagineers put together and this immersion and you got all this like radio chatter and you've got all this stuff going on and all these prop pieces in the um rise of the resistance queue and you're like wow that's really cool and then all of a sudden you're like uh uh, you have this um, stern male voice come over the intercom telling you to, that make sure you wear your mask and do this and do that. I mean, if you're in, listen, if you're that far in the park at Disney, you've already heard that how many times, like, you know what the rules are. You've been pelted with signs and, you know, things like that. So you've already kind of entered into an agreement to follow those rules at that point. So I, I get exactly what you're saying. It dropped me out of immersion a few times when I was there. I, I don't, and I don't care. I mean, overall, the experience was very, very, very positive, and I'm not going to say uh that would keep me from going there and it should keep you or anyone from going there i'm just saying i get what you're saying because i it, it kind of ruined my immersion on that ride in particular you know yeah that's uh i was gonna that for for me i am so happy that i got to ride rise of the resistance early on like i'm very happy that i got up at four in the morning and waited in line at five in the morning and did it back when it was brand new and you had to be there to do it. And because at that time there was, it was 100% immersion. There was no threats and no mass and it, all of the effects worked. There was no plexiglass. So I got to ride the rise of the resistance, how the Imagineers wanted me to ride it. Yeah. Meaning I felt like I was part of the movie. They, the, the, the cast member would run out and say, Hurry, we just escape. Hurry, hurry, run to the next thing. And you like you could really get into it. Like 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 they did such a great job. And that's back to when, you know, like I said, everybody was really into it and not distracted with whose nose is outside the mask and not. And it's like and exactly where you're standing, like you could just pay attention to what was going on around you and not being like, "Uh Oh, am I too close to this guy? And this guy might've touched something or, you know, is the, the, the woman around the corner is being yelled at about her mask and uh, another announcement. It's like, it just doesn't work the same. And for me, I'm sure everything's still good, but I got to ride it how it was meant to be written like full immersion like you can just pay attention to what's going on and not saying and not anything else except what is going on in the ride and the queue is such a big part of the ride i don't even know how they do that now like how did they do that for you because before you had to stop at each thing and it was all part of the ride but it's the queue um yeah so what they do now is uh they they do have the social distance markers so you got to stop at them just like everything else but then when you get into that um spot where ray is and you know talking to bb8 and talking to it's the same it's just that it's a lower um lower cue point so it that part of the experience hasn't really changed and nor has the uh, part where the you know once you're on the ship and they kind of cue you up that hasn't really changed either. Um, it's just that the Imperial or the, uh, excuse me, what are they called? The, the, uh, first order 
guys or, or and gals, they all have, um, they're wearing like a face shield over front of them. So it, yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of weird, but in the same, by the same token, those face shields almost look sort of sci-fi too. I was so. going to say the shield is a good choice for that role. Cause that, yeah. that, that, that wouldn't take away from it then. No. And, so. and they do, they still play with you, you know, I mean, they uh, still tell you, uh, you're, you're going to be interned into prison and all this stuff. They probably know? won't, but if they're going to continue this mass stuff, you know, semi indefinitely, which who knows, I would recommend they use it as part of the storyline. Yeah. Like, like, like the prisoners are infected. Keep them, keep them yeah. separate. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. disgusting prisoners. Like let's, yeah. let's add it. <laughs> let's put it right in. Then I, then, then instead of hurting the immersion, it'll add to it. I'm like, this is part of the story. Well, yeah. And <laughs> awesome. so, you know, part of the story to begin with is when they herd you into that hallway, they kind of keep you at attention. And at this point, they have kind of integrated that into the story where they space you out. And, you know, it's like uh, almost like a military thing by the space that they keep you on. So yeah. from that, you know, they, they've yeah, worked with it. It's not all but, bad then. But um, I don't know. We've almost <laughs> we've gone clear off the rails so, because I brought Star that Wars up. Show? Right? Yes, yeah. so sorry about that. But I, I would say, <laughs> you know, I, I would say don't don't let it, uh, and, and this isn't a statement by us, like we're not saying, you know, don't follow the rules and make a scene and all that. Oh, we're, no, that's I not what we're saying. Rules. But we're saying, you know, it, it, it really... I don't know. I, I think they, I could see them being a little too obnoxious about the, uh, the warnings and all that. Like uh, people get it. There's a sign there. And, well, you know, to give you an example though, I'm walking down main street and I'm, I, you know, I'm by myself. So I'm just recording the ambiance, the, the background music, the sounds, and I'm seeing all the Christmas decorations and I'm walking to the castle. And then the announcement comes up and, it honestly just pulls you right out of the whole little enjoying the moment trance you're in with the, you know, the threat announcement of being asked to leave. And I don't know, I guess I'm, I'm a, I'm a typical guy that just doesn't like threats, you know, like I, I I don't like anyone to tell me what they're going to do. If I don't do something, I'm like, my first thing is it makes me really want to do that. Uh, right it's like it's like yeah. don't push this button i'd be like what button this one yeah. <laughs> so i had no thought of taking my mask off before but now every time i hear that announcement i'm like so does that mean when i'm ready to go just take my mask off and they'll ask me to leave as i'm walking out but like yeah thank you i was leaving thanks for asking you know like yeah, i don't know what is that what that means i can take it off when i'm ready to leave because i don't think that's the rules either you're not so <laughs> I don't know. It's just a weird announcement. I know, I know they've had trouble with people not cooperating and stuff. I'm not one of those people. I, I'll keep, I keep my mask on all the time. I can't see through my glasses because <laughs> yeah. I still keep it. Yeah. So, what, what were the uh, cavalcades like? Yeah, they were good. I mean, they have. They 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 didn't seem very big. Like they 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 have one that's basically the same princess one as that they had before. They just added some garland to it and a little few decorations and changed the music to Christmas music. And then they have a uh, Mickey and Minnie Mouse one and uh, 
they have some foot characters that go in front of it. And like I said, Santa Claus one, and I think the reindeer were marching in front of him. And like I said, there, there were none that I looked at and went, Ooh, that was really good. Like I, I didn't, and I didn't see them all. Like my favorite is the toy soldiers. Typically I didn't see the cavalcade with them in it. And it was kind of a rainy day last week when I was there. So maybe those outfits don't do well in misting rain. So maybe they, I'll see tomorrow. Maybe they'll be out, but I still don't think it'll be the same though, because like the, the, what, what made the toy soldiers great in the actual Christmas parade was there were so many of them and they were in sync. And like I said, you could hear them, see them coming from a long way. They're just marching toy soldiers with their big box feet. And I remember watching them, you know, all synchronized and doing their thing. And I'm like, how do they not run into each other? They, they obviously can't see very well in those things. They have these big blocky shoe, like shoes on and they are just perfectly walking down the street doing their thing they're all they're turning to each other some are playing a trumpet and i'm like i that has got to be a difficult job and i am i i would just admire the performers that do that i'm like i cannot imagine how difficult this must be to walk across the entire park this many of them and just do it perfectly like i've recorded them so many times and i'm sure things happen but i haven't seen any yet like i would you know, as I'm watching, they just do such a good job. Like they really do appear to be toy soldiers that are just wound up and going. <laughs> like yeah. they're that good. And uh, I hope all those people still work there somewhere, but I have a feeling they don't because entertainment was slashed greatly. And now I think it's just a handful of soldiers and it's not the same effect. And again, I I know I'm negative. I don't think the Mandalorian's great and all that. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just a bad guy. But my honest opinion, <laughs> I don't really care for it's it's not the same. But as I said, it's not the same. I appreciate it though. And I'm going back tomorrow and I am I'm sure I will enjoy whatever it is I see. It's just compared to the Christmas parties, it's very disappointing when you say, oh, it's the same thing, but no fireworks and no castle lighting ceremonies and no um, actual parades that are fully staffed and all that. Like you put all that together, like you'll think it's fine until you look at your videos from last year and go, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. It's not as fine as I thought, you know. And for me, I I remember things. So, you know, I'm not going to go and say it's it's great. I'm going to say it's great, but I'm going to remember the last 3 years ago and what that was like and compare it instead of just saying, you know, one Christmas light sitting in the middle of the street would be nice too. If that's all you look at, it's great. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I'm going to look at last year and say you know much different so so it's more or less uh i i mean i guess from watching the videos and watching the footage and watching other people's videos as well it, you can't even really call it a uh, mickey's very merry light because it's definitely not i mean that event is another level it really is and even though it's a hard ticketed event you got to pay extra for it i i i did it one year and um you know, I, I would not hesitate. If I was down there and it was going on, I would have done it again, you know? Yeah, I even live here and get to see this stuff a lot. And even I, 
the Christmas uh, party is worth purchasing at least yeah. once a year, even yep. if you live here and go all the time. The Halloween party, I'm not as big a fan of, only because a big part of that is getting like 80 pounds of candy. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those guys that I'm not going to throw that away. So I'm literally yeah. going to get fatter by the day as that <laughs> happens. And I'm going to gain so much weight and feel terrible for like a month because I'm going to be like, well, I don't want to waste it. And I got it. And it was part of the deal. And I'm like, I, to me, that's a negative. I'm like, oh, yeah. the entire, it'll, it'll ruin me for a month and make me gain weight and feel sick and i'll just keep eating it till i'll be like but it's free candy <laughs> i gotcha <laughs> uh i i definitely like they've done a really good job with both those parties i feel like i do think they're worth it um they are they're not cheap but i i think they're worth it to at least experience once in your on a trip um, I, I agree. you know but I, I mean when it comes down to it, it at least again we can, can compare it and there's no comparison but eh, there there's something there <laughs> uh, <laughs> by the way things have been going like you know i if you want to look at the big picture uh compared to disneyland it's pretty damn great yes, the fact that true. it's open at all it's like it, it it depends what you want to compare it to but i was yeah. in compared to disney world last year eh, it's, it's kind less. of a dud yeah. in compared to the option of having nothing it's yeah. spectacular and bravo disney for doing anything so all i can say is they're trying i have a lot of gripes with them but they are trying and they could have just said nothing for Christmas, you know, yeah. although there's no gingerbread houses, but there's still trees. Like, I don't, I don't know. I guess gingerbread houses draw <laughs> more crowds. They might. I'm, I don't know. I, I really don't know. They're just, uh, I mean, you know, they could have said no Christmas for you this year. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, actually, <laughs> I think the gingerbread houses are a lot more expensive to make. So it's probably more along it those lines because they need to save money wherever they can. So they probably said, you know, they make a fresh gingerbread house everywhere every year. And I'm sure it's time consuming and expensive. So but with the trees, they can still just bring the tree out. No, oh, maybe so, they maybe they laid off the uh, people that make the gingerbread houses they too. Did. They probably yeah. laid off the people that make them, the people that design them, the people that manage those people, so that when it comes to make them again, they're going to be like, we have nobody that knows how to make a gingerbread yeah. house <laughs> employed currently. I know, like, oh, right? crap. Wow. Well, I guess we'll have to relearn or see if anybody's available to come back. But I I did notice um, that the. Crowds seem to be light again in your footage. Um, I don't know if that's. Well, I mean, what, what I do you think, think about that? I think that is because it was uh, during a time where tropical storms were around and it was very rainy most of the day. Uh-huh. It was cloudy, drizzly, rainy. Like my lens on my camera was constantly getting water on it and it was just. You know, it was not an ideal day. We'll see tomorrow. I think it's going to be a sunny, nice day, and we'll see. I I heard that Disney actually upped the uh, capacity to 35% now. Yeah, I've heard so that, too. That's, uh, although they probably have for a while. Cause... Yeah, I, they don't announce that. They don't talk about park capacity or anything like that. So it's all speculation. But this this stuff does leak out, and it's leaked out that they're at 35% now. So Yeah, so they admitted it once it was leaked out, I guess. So. Yeah. But, but yeah, 
the the lines for the rides are still not bad, but it's getting to the point where I was there uh, two or three weeks ago, and I went on no rides because I could barely find the end of a ride, let alone it. Like like you know, you want to go on the haunted mansion, you literally have to like walk deep in the frontier land somewhere to find where this line even starts. And uh, yeah. and like Peter Pan was the same way. I'm just walking around, and I'm like. I don't know where this line yeah, it, ever it, starts. And it I wraps down to Liberty Square for the Peter Pan ride. I mean, it was it was uh, getting that way when I was there. Yeah, but the plus side is if you actually wait in those lines, they seem to go fairly quick. They which, do, yeah. Which, that, that's one thing I don't mind about this whole thing. I liked Fast Pass, but then again, I didn't like it because... It's kind of nice not dealing with that. Just knowing that all rides are equal. If you want to wait a little, you'll get on it. Because I don't think they they ran fast passes. Depending on who was working, they could do a terrible job on that too. So, mm-hmm. uh, or and and they overdid them so much before the shutdown that it was like you could get a fast the the the, the fast pass line like for uh, uh, Space Mountain would go clear across. Uh, Tomorrowland, and I'd be like, "This is the Fast Pass line." It's like, "Yeah, we gave out a ten million of them." It's like, <laughs> but it's not Fast Pass if you give out that many. That that's longer than the regular line. It's like, well, but we're gonna let them go first. It's like, I just, I just think they were overdoing that stuff before. So, yeah, I actually hope they use it as an opportunity to make changes because I like Fast Pass, but. You know, I think they could come up with something better. The, and I, it is a really good point. And the lines do move quick because the main reason for the lines looking so long is the social distance thing. So, you know, they have everyone spaced out and they're not using the um, the full cues because how do you use a cattle shoot cue while trying to social distance? You know, well, it doesn't work real well. Yeah, well, here's the thing, too, and I know because I used to time every line, like I would have my stopwatch there, because when they use fast pass, they stop the right regular line. So when you're stopped and not moving at all, time feels like it goes so slow. Like it, It's like, I've been waiting here for 20 minutes and haven't moved. It's like, yeah. it's probably only two, but it just feels terrible to stop and have no progress at all. So I think without that, it just feels better. Like I like I don't mind as long as I'm slowly moving towards it. It feels fine. Like I don't care how long it takes. But when you're just stopped and it's like, all right, I'm making. There's no movement. I'm not going forward at all. It's like that. That drives people nuts. So I and that's what fast passed and it added mm. a lot of that. It's like all right, yeah. three people from the regular queue. Now everybody stand there for ten minutes, and it's like. The line told you it was going to be a 90-minute wait, but you didn't realize you're only going a little bit of space and mostly just standing there watching fast pass people for 90 (laughs) minutes. That just feels bad, no matter what they say. It It does not feel good. It boils the the juices in your stomach a little bit sometimes. Yeah, so (laughs) I honestly, at the current crowd levels, I would rather not have 
I'm not interested in fast pass. Oh, I, I totally guess, agree with you. Yeah. But if it gets busy enough, I guess it's a good thing. I, I but, think they are going to bring it back. I think it's going to be a paid option, though. Now when they back. Weird, weirdly enough, I'm all right with that, too. As long as too. it's not a lot less. Like, I hope it's it, it will have to be a lot less because I feel like fast pass was the majority of everything. At least paid what should be much less people doing it. And if that's the case... If I really need to go on something, I guess maybe I'd, I'd probably never pay, but I, I guess I could. If 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 I were on vacation, I might build that in and say, all right, it's going to be busy. Let's pay for this. I guess we have to wait and see how much. But as a local, I'll probably never use it. Do you have anything else to uh, to add about the Magic Kingdom overlay? And Yeah, I have a couple hundred more complaints. <laughs> start at number. We'll count down. Number 99. <laughs> yeah. <I> <laughs> just kidding no it's 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 good i'm glad disney's doing it it's not comparable to their normal christmas celebration but it gives you the feel for christmas so it's uh i i appreciate that it's done right it's just that they've outdone themselves so much the previous years and have really gone all out and when you see something less it is noticeable, especially uh, if you've seen what they've done before. And my biggest thing is, and I never thought I I would say this, but Christmas is about people. And again, being around tens of thousands of strangers that love Disney at Christmas, there was something special about that. And that's not there right now. So that's missing. And again, I never thought I would say it. That is a big thing. And I think uh, if it ever comes back, I think people will realize it now. I think you're right. I think there'll be a greater appreciation for that. So, all right, John, that should about do it. Uh, where can they find you online? Uh, they can find me at c.wdw on Instagram and Facebook, c.uo on Instagram, and c.wdw on YouTube. See now, how smooth did that go? You you did it in order, and you know it's just like <laughs> yeah. The other one I follow all over my C dot U O, and uh... it's because there's a formula, man. There's a formula. <laughs> all right, you can find me at the T H E E Giant Rat on Instagram and on Twitter, and that should about do it, John. We will see you next week. Hope you come back and join us. Stay safe on your adventures.